Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Well, welcome, 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 my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're having a little conversation about touch and oxytocin, not oxycontin, because you know, it's funny. It's like when you go to search oxytocin, it'll actually ask, well, it asked me and I'm not sure why it was oxytocin, oxycontin, but there was like mixed information coming up. So I thought that was pretty funny. And I was like, all right, let's go with this. But I have information for you on oxytocin today, even though I know what it is, and I'm sure you know what it is. The truth is we actually don't know a lot about oxytocin. It's not that we don't have a lot of information in science that has figured this out. It's still kind of elusive. We just call it like the feel good hormone and we don't really know a lot about it. So we're gonna kind of do some discovery today. I'll let you know some things I found and we're gonna talk about how this can actually work with you, work with your body and help your body to feel happier because that's what we're looking for, happiness. The funny thing is like when we were just getting onto the show, I have funny thoughts all the time, just thinking to myself about life and stuff. And as I was thinking uh, about the show, and listening to the music, I thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if like every time you entered a room, there would be this intro music. So like if I entered my house and then my intro music comes on and I think it'd be hilarious if we all had our intro music or if you're about to start a conversation and somebody is going to chime in and then the intro music comes in. <laughs> so I think it'd be so funny. So uh, if you would like your own intro music, think about it. What would you say in your intro? Because you know what, then you're already on your way to having your own podcast, get your intros done, get your outros done, contact the station and get yourself a show. That's pretty much how it works, kids. That's pretty much what I did, frankly. So, um, and I love my show. So this show, The Pleasure Zone has been going for over six and a half years. So come the end of June this year, beginning of July, this is celebrating seven years. So we're like in the home stretch into the seven year period. And that home stretch, I mean, everybody talks about like the seven year, the seven year itch, are you gonna, you know, you can have seven year itch in relationships and you wanna get out of them or whatever. For those of you watching me on video, I am mystified by my hair right now and it's all good. I'll just keep on being mystified by my own hair. And so what do, what do we do when we have these shows? We just talk about stuff. We get all kinds of different topics. And I'd love to hear if you have a topic that you would like me to talk about. Today's topic is actually brought to you by a listener who sent in a few comments on YouTube asking for a specific topic about oxytocin and wrestling. And 
I will touch on that. I just didn't know that I could do an entire hour on that, but maybe one day I will have enough information to talk about that. Though my mind went in directions on that whole concept of, of wrestling and oxytocin because wrestling is touch. And then I was like, hmm, wrestling, what kind of wrestling? There's North American wrestling, like WWF wrestling. There's Turkish wrestling, which is one of the sexiest things to ever watch. There's sumo wrestling. There's like you name the country, they've got their wrestling styles. But if you've never seen Turkish men wrestling, that's a treat. Go find that, enjoy it. It's erotic and like, what? So yeah, it's probably better than porn to me, frankly. So enjoy that. And now you're gonna all, you're all gonna go looking for it. I know that there's gonna be Google searches. Number one Google search tomorrow or tonight is gonna be Turkish men wrestling. So give you a brief on that the men kind of strip down down into these like leather pants they have no shirts on they're covered in oil and then they can't really wrestle each other right so they kind of get grabby and hands go down pants and things get intense and it's like what it's crazy stuff so I could see how that wrestling could actually get some oxytocin going it's pretty intense it's a lot of touch it's and the whole idea that oxytocin comes from touch, right? And it comes from other things too. Uh, it gets stimulated as the love hormone, as we call it. And how do we get a love hormone stimulated? Well, the feel good comes out of different things. So, you know, one of the ways that we stimulate the love hormone is through not only touch, but by actually loving people, by being even in the same space as somebody that you love being in their presence can actually evoke oxytocin in your body. Where does it come from this oxytocin? It's actually a hormone that starts in your hypothalamus and then gets sent and released out of your posterior, I believe, um, pituitary gland. So it is, I'm gonna double check on that, but yes, it is produced by your hypothalamus and then it is released through your posterior pituitary. So just wanted to make sure I was giving you guys correct information on that. So what does oxytocin do? It actually plays a major role in things like social bonding. It does things like it's the response to love. For women, it gets your uterine muscles contracting, right? So in labor, it really plays a great role in helping your body feel happy during uterine contractions. But when else do you have uterine contractions? Orgasms. Yep. So that's another bonus. So you can have oxytocin releasing during orgasms as well. And there's actually a lot of different ways that oxytocin is released. There's a lot of studies actually that have been coming out over the last, uh, the ones that I found since 20, uh, well, actually since 2005, but then since 2012, there's been additional studies. And oxytocin was kind of this thing that was elusive and in the 1990s, they were like, hey, there's something going on with women and women who were nursing versus women who weren't nursing. And there was kind of a resurgence of nursing going on in the 90s. And women kind of had pushed it away in the 60s and 70s when a lot of companies were pushing uh, women to have to use formula. So then women started to get back into nursing again in the 90s. And there was a comparative study done on women who nursed versus women who um, bottle fed and women who nursed tended to be more relaxed and at ease and be able to manage stresses better than women who'd been 
uh, bottle feeding, they also measured different hormones in their body and they found that there was just a greater sense of um, happiness and balance in the women who were nursing. And not all women can nurse. So this is not like a shame on you women who didn't nurse. That's not it at all. Lots of women can't nurse. Their bodies do not function that way or they're not feeling well or they've had a stressful, um, an incredibly stressful birth. So their body just doesn't cooperate with that. So, um, you know, it is a lucky kind of bonus if you can, and then your body has a chance to have those happy, good, feel good um, hormones. Now, my body had that for nearly four years, because that's what I chose. I nursed my daughter, my only daughter, till she was three weeks shy of four years old. And what I know about nursing on that front was that the oxytocin was keeping me from insanity. And it was also keeping me from suicidal thoughts, from depression, from all kinds of things that were that would creep up. But then nursing her was like the greatest gift to my life because it brought in those happy, feel-good feelings and connection. And um, I'm sure it did the same for her as it did for me to reconnect and to just bring in those happy, happy emotions, right? So it's... Um, I, I think, and I don't know what you guys think, but this is just my my opinion, is that a lot of women who are going through, say, postpartum depression, I think one of one of the ways it could be assisting to get things balanced again or feel happy again could be through nursing. But sometimes that postpartum depression is so severe that there is uh, intervention required. So definitely follow what your body needs and um, and consider, though, that there are options, alternatives that even, say, having nursing could be an option to get your body back to happy. So Kranz talked about one of the main actions of oxytocin, because one of the main actions is to get the contraction of the womb going during childbirth and also during lactation as well. It gets those, um, gets the happiness in the body going. So what it does is it actually stimulates uterine muscles to contract and it increases the production of prostaglandins which increase the contractions further so really good stuff to have going on while you are in labor and then post-labor lactation um, definitely want that so the funny thing is the person who recommended this show or desired the show i believe was in a male body and i could be wrong but um and was asking about wrestling and oxytocin. Now for men, men do have oxytocin. However, there's a, not a lot known about it. So for men in general or male mammals in general, uh, you know, the oxytocin is produced in the same part of the body. It's still produced in the hypothalamus, still released in the posterior pituitary gland. But we actually don't know much about what it does for men other than it kind of plays a role in, um, in moving sperm. That's kind of what we know about it for now. So this is the year 2021 and we still have so much to learn about bodies. So what I wanna look at is some of the fundamental things that we have in common, men and women. What do we have in common? A desire to be loved. Uh, we have a desire for anything to do with touch for the most part. And we have a desire to feel good. I think most people have a desire to feel good, right? So we'll talk about these commonalities today a lot, even though there are differential things going on 
with the way these get released in the body. Like for example, with women in lactation, even if you never lactated, stimulating your nipples is still gonna have an increase of oxytocin. And I think it's interesting and fun. Think about that because who doesn't love nipple stimulation? I don't know, maybe there are people who don't like nipple stimulation. However, I'm a huge fan of it. And it is like, it could be so meditative. And as I just like sit here and ponder how much my body like truly loves nipple stimulation, it's, yep, yeah, it's pretty orgasmic just thinking about it. And my body's really happy thinking about it. I know that I have a strange capacity to be able to tap into stuff like that, to be able to, to feel it as if it's happening. And uh, my thoughts are that maybe, maybe, and I don't know that there's proof around this, that thinking about things that you love might also induce the oxytocin to be released. Now, I have not found proof on that or any studies on that, but check in your body and see, does it feel true? Does your body have the ability to release oxytocin when you think about things that you love or enjoy or that stimulate your body and that get you happy and horny and excited and orgasmic. I'm thinking it's possible. Again, don't, we don't know a lot about that. Although there was research done on a woman who they measured her brain stimulation because she was able to think herself into orgasm. And they did a comparative study with her brain and the brain of many other people who were uh, self-stimulating. And they could actually read that she, with her thoughts, was able to create the same reaction in her brain as people who were actually doing the action. Um, that I saw on a documentary years ago. So if you want to look for that, I don't know how you're going to Google search it, but it was a fascinating, uh, fascinating, fascinating documentary. And this woman uh, was out of New York and she basically did breathing techniques and meditation to be able to breathe and meditate herself into orgasm. So if she could do that and orgasm release, releases oxytocin, I'm thinking that other forms of meditation that would also be pleasure inducing could also release oxytocin. So isn't that a fun thought? So there are a bunch of things that will release oxytocin as well. How many times can I say oxytocin in one hour? Well, uh, I might just refer to it as the happy feel good hormone too, but this is what the show is about today, right? So name the things, right? There's so many of them, like kissing, touching, uh, you know, it doesn't even have to be penetrative sex that your body can have orgasmic reactions to. So play with that. What other ways can you get a uterine contraction? Uh, again, I know for me, like nipple stimulation can actually create uterine contractions. Also, if you're doing Kegel exercises, you could have uterine contractions. So just play with that and see, does it help relax you? Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel connected? And if it does, maybe some Kegel exercises will also get you into the zone of having the happy feel good hormones released. Isn't that a fun idea? Like we're just sitting around doing some Kegels, strengthening your pelvic floor muscles. And all of a sudden you get the bonus of oxytocin going on. So why is this important to me right now? Well, one of the reasons is that we are right now so isolated from each other. We are in 2021, pandemic still on fire in the world. And so many people's bodies are craving touch like I've never seen before. And for anybody out there who has awareness of bodies, like how much are you aware that bodies are screaming for some love? 
even if you've been with people you love and you've been getting cuddles, there's also a desire to be around other bodies because why we are born on this planet, this planet has a lot of people and there's something about connecting with other people, not just over the internet, but in real life that is extra amazing. And it, ha it actually creates something um, more than oxytocin in bodies, but it doesn't increase that as well. So touch and being around the people you love. And when we don't have that, what does it do to us? What does like a lack of oxytocin do to us? Well, I've got some information on studies for that for you too. So stay tuned. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com this is the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. to participate in the program today join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com you can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at now back to the program Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So we know and have heard of oxytocin as the happy, feel-good hormone. Well, I found some information on, it's called APA.org. Um, there's a study done on, on oxytocin and the psychosomatic medicine. And one of the studies that I found actually stated that um, for example, it found that uh, women who reported more gaps in their social relationships and less positive relationships with their primary partners had higher levels of oxytocin and the stress hormone cortisol than um, those reporting better relationships. So oxytocin was actually going in line with stress hormones at that time. So it wasn't just happy, feel good, but there was also stress hormones coming in with that. So they both get elevated at the same time. So what does that do? Well, if one's elevating and the other is elevating, a, 
you know, it, it's like one nullifies the other. So it's not necessarily that you feel the happy, feel good hormones, but what does happen is if your body is constantly under stress and you got the stress hormones going out, your body isn't really able to calm down, right? So then you're going to have your adrenals on overload, your pituitary shooting out all of this oxy, oxytocin. You've got stress hormones coming from adrenals and your thyroid and your body is just going to get like overburdened by extra hormones, right? So what we want to do is figure out ways that you can have, you know, a healthy, happy amount of oxytocin without overcharging your body, like overstimulating your body. Because as much as love does, in, you know, start to invite oxytocin in, there's also, uh, you know, this is going to be a touchy subject, I'm sure. There's also the idea that touch itself uh, increases oxytocin. Now, if that's true, then even somebody who's being abused would have very conflicting things going on because if their body's touched, say a child is being sexually molested and their nipples are stimulated, then they have a very mixed feeling because it's like they've got a happy feel-good hormone happening and at the same time there's abuse happening. So the stress levels go up and there's a lot of conflict going on, right? So I, I did not pull a study on that. That is like an evaluation in my own brain. So feel free to judge the crap out of that if you want or find proof for me, whatever turns you on. So I'm thinking that even though touch can be super healthy, there is unhealthy touch. So we got to look at what are the kind of touch that we're talking about. I'm, what I'm talking about today is I really want to talk about how oxytocin can be increased by consensual touch. Now, whether it's consensual non-consent or whether it's consensual consent, either way, we're under the consent umbrella. This is not about abuse because the abuse creates some confusing energies anyway. And um, that's a whole other topic about how the hormones would get all out of whack on that. Um, not only that, some of the other studies that I was uh, reading on oxytocin were indicating that even like children who'd been adopted have different levels of oxytocin because of the way that they they were um, responded to as infants and that that might actually have an impact further in relationships and their in their future and a lot of speculation i think so we don't have a lot of things that are absolute proof although there were studies done um, in the psychosomatic medicine um, if you want to look at it the study in the psychosomatic medicine it was volume 66 number two and you can look at some pages in there on the 238 uh, page area so just giving you a reference for that if that's something you want to research so you know, we look at how could oxytocin actually help people, right? Because it can. And we also know that on some level, it might actually, a lack of it or uh, elevated, elevated anything where it's not in a, uh, we'll call it the normal zone. If it's excessive in any way, it's going to almost be detrimental to the body. Can anything in large amounts can become poisonous to the body. So one of the things too that they were finding with oxytocin like lack of it is that it was creating a lot of social bonding issues in general they know what they kind of know about oxytocin is that it does create a sense of social bonding right so if you don't have it then you have a decreased ability for social bonding and we have categories for people now we, we like to categorize people and label them and people who have some issues with social bonding have like they're usually on the autism spectrum Asperger's spectrum, 
we think that they have issues with social bonding. They just bond different than, than the average person, than the, we'll just, we'll call them whatever they're called, um, atypical. They, yeah, they just, they are, they bond different than typicals, neurotypicals and then atypicals. So we're just bonding different. And though a lot of these studies are trying to pin levels of oxytocin on to um, things like autism and ADHD, but we don't know that for sure, right? So if that is true though, <clears throat> wouldn't it be fun from, for a parent of a child who has autism to try and work with ways to invite that child into having more touch in a kind way that would be the child actually inviting you to hug you or to hug them. I have a niece who's autistic and she's about 20 now and she's not a big toucher, but when she sees me, she literally throws herself on me. She's a big girl. <laughs> she can take me down. So where, um, she, she knows how to demand touch. And so if she wants it, she just throws herself on you and she will, she'll touch you when she feels like it. Cause that's, that's her prerogative. Right. Um, so I, I always feel kind of honored that she's willing to touch me because she's not willing to touch everyone. So yay to Maddie. And it's, uh, it's kind of fun to see how people, um, how people do deal with their own like levels of comfort of touch. You imagine, say, if I just did that to you out of nowhere, you might think I'm wacko, but because Maddie has autism, she can get away with a lot of stuff. What a blessing. And I think it's really cool. That's kind of a cool choice to like, hey, you know what? I want to be able to get away with anything. So this is what I'm going to create in this lifetime. So when we look at um, the different things with oxytocin, again, we don't know a lot, but what we do know is bodies love touch. So let's talk about that a little bit. We have so many ways to touch. You know, sometimes we just think of touch as a very general term. We just think of it as a hand to hand or my hand on your back. Well, no, touch is a broad, broad spectrum. There's actually a woman who does this amazing work. I think it's called the touch blueprint and it's like designed and dedicated to uh, partners of men to figure out what their their lover, the man as the lover, receiver of the touch really likes. So what you would do is you would have a man lying down or sitting up or whatever, and the person gifting would test out different touch um, things with them. So you could go from energetic touch, you can go to deeper touch. I'm not getting her exact words correct, but there are five different kinds of touch that she's identified in the work, in the in the touch blueprint. So when we look at the touch blueprint, I think it's a really cool method and you can adapt it to work for you. So playing with your partner and figuring out what kind of touch they like. Now, if you're giving somebody touch that they really enjoy, which is like consensual, whether it's consensual consent or consensual non-consent, when, when you're actually gifting your partner touch that they enjoy, their body's gonna light up. And then what happens? The oxytocin kicks in. Those happy feel-good hormones, and then the bonding starts, right? So what we're really trying to do is create a greater sense of bonding going on. Um, I work with a lot of couples, and there are couples who have been together for years, and they don't even understand the value of bonding still, right? And they're like, oh, no, we did that when we were like 18, and now we're creating lives, and 
we're not interested in this like getting together and bonding um, at all stages and ages and relationships. Bonding is required. So find out what it is in your age and stage of your life that is required for bonding. And if you have no idea, if you're like, I'm in my 30s, I don't really know. I'm still like into what I was into when I was 18. Well, maybe not. Like it might have changed. So if you don't really know, you want to find out, give me a little call and we can do some coaching on that. I mean, figure out where you're at now because you might actually be at a different place with touch than you were years ago. So the exploration of touch is just that. It's an exploration and different ways to touch, right? So we've got like, you get spank. That's a kind of a touch. You can tickle. You can do light touch. You can do energetic touch. You can do, you can roughhouse, you know? So the recommend for this show is about wrestling, which is kind of roughhouse touching. And why would that turn somebody on? Well, you've got close contact, you've got heat, you've got connection. It's a pretty deep bonding, especially the Turkish wrestling. And so when you've got all those combinations going on, oxytocin kicks in. There's not a lot of things required for oxytocin to actually start getting triggered in the body and, and released. Bradley, it's like feeling uh, safe, feeling loved, feeling even even when there's like that confusing energy, which I don't have enough information on to talk about right now with abuse, but I'm going to talk about the happy, feel-good stuff today. So, you know, when, you, when you're feeling like you're safe, you're in a room with somebody who makes you feel uh, warm and comfortable, if you feel loved, if you feel respected, if you feel nurtured, if you feel like the person's grateful for you, all of these things will play a role in your ability to just chill and have some oxytocin kicking in. And I was having this uh, interesting conversation today um, about, about oxytocin with, with uh, somebody and discussing how sometimes that's one of the greatest things we can do for our children is just let them know that they can come to us so that we can help them release that in their bodies. So cuddling um, my daughter, even though she's 13, is a master cuddler. And I was thinking about the value of cuddling because of that too, and how all of these things, ever since oxytocin has been talked about, all these different uh, people who are like professional cuddlers have come out of the woodwork. Now, years ago, when I first started the show, I was like, putting it out there. I'm like, guys, I'm like, so I'm such a cuddler. I am, I will like totally cuddle professionally. Uh, I've had a few people take me up on it, but I, I would love for more people to take me up on it. Professional cuddling, that to me would be not only happy for my body, happy for their body. And now we've got COVID. So what the hell do we do? <laughs> Six feet apart cuddling. I don't know. So maybe this COVID crap has shifted in the universe. We can get back to cuddle times. And for the people who have cuddle businesses, what are you guys doing? Like, how are you surviving? I don't know. It's, it's like devastating. Let's think about that. But let's think about how and what you would like to do to have more happy, feel-good hormones in your body and in your life. So think about that over this next a little commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now 
with Milica Jelanić, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelanić.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzajelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about touch and oxytocin and how do they play roles uh, in life together and what do they do for us. We kind of know the gist. And I kind of tapped into the gist of how there can be elevated roles of oxytocin and we don't really fully understand what those elevated roles do and why do they kick in during stress periods. But there was a study um, done in the current directions in psychological science. Um, that was volume 15, pages um, number six, pages 273 to 277. If you want to check it out, uh, the author was Taylor. And Taylor speculated that an actual or anticipated social contact may result in bursts of oxytocin. So that if you're actually feeling like, I might see somebody, I might see somebody, we get bursts of oxytocin. It's kind of like sitting through this pandemic and they're like, the stores will open. No, they won't. Yes, they will. No, they won't. And all these like excited elevations start to occur. Well, it's kind of like wacko in the body. Now we've got all this stuff circulating in the body, right? So that also can in some ways create some stress. And but um, Taylor did note that if a person is experiencing the stress of social deficits, like we have now, and this study was done in 2006, by the way, that if a person is experiencing the stress of social deficits, he or she may show elevated levels circulating uh, of circulating oxytocin in the body, which means that it's already going through your bloodstream, right? And what they uh, what the speculation on that was, is that if that's running through your body, it may actually encourage you to go out and seek contact with others. Now, what we don't know, because this study was done in 2006 and not 2020, what happens when people don't actually get to go out and their body is being driven and like feeling almost like the pain of wanting to connect and it can't because you're being limited because we're 
we are basically being told we can't, right? Basically, we're being confined and jailed. So what happens in confinement um, areas like jail? I don't know if they've measured that. I don't have any information on like what happens to prisoners in jail who have the anticipation that they're going to feel like they could see somebody and then they can't and then they're stuck back in prison and um, their oxytocin levels get uh, you know elevated and then stopped and then you know maybe it causes you to get a little freaking mad because you just your desire to touch is so much that it goes from loving touch to absolute psychosis and you want to punch people out or maybe creates a massive amount of depression because you can't have that um, fulfilled. Again, that I'm speculating on those results. I did not look up. I didn't actually think I was going to talk about prison today, so I didn't look up any studies on prison. These things just randomly come out of my head. So let's look at like where we're at now with you know not being able to actually touch people. What can we do to have this release of oxytocin. Now, if you got a pet, that might actually help. If you have a friend or a lover, if you got somebody in your close circles that you can actually touch, um, you know, if you can hug your kids, if you can hug your family, if you can hug your lovers, if you can hug lovers, if you can hug um, friends, do it. If you've never even been a hugger before, but you feel like this is, uh, this is like, you know what, maybe now's the time to hug because you haven't actually seen people, your body might be okay with it, where maybe you weren't okay before. Um, and maybe your body's never okay with it too, and that's fine as well. So there are, there are suggestions from some doctors saying that people should have oxytocin put into their body so that they can be, you know, more typical rather than atypical. Well, like everybody so if you don't like people that's cool but like a lot of people enjoy touch so for those who do how are you gonna get some look around you if you're absolutely in solitude and you have nobody to touch you're actually one of the probably safest people to touch so go ahead and find another person in absolute solitude that you can connect with and how are you gonna do that well we got a lot of sources through social media we've got sources through just chatting um if you really truly don't have anybody, connect with me. I'm willing to chat with you. If you live in my area, come by. I had a friend and actually she passed away in November. She was 73 and um, I was one of the only people that she saw in her last days. And uh, she, she was really, it was really hard for her to go through a time where she couldn't be physically around people. For her, um, it came down to it that she would rather die than be alone. And her, her husband had uh, passed away. Her mother had passed away. Her father passed away years ago uh, before that. But it was, uh, it was devastating for her. And uh, while when she was going through the dying process, I had, I had nothing but like love. And, and I, I totally got where she was coming from. Uh, she was incredibly sad. And if, if I was like the only person going in to hug her or to, um, to work on her or to even give her human contact for months and I would only see her like once a week, that was not her style, right? So this is really devastating to a lot of people. And it, I think is, it can be one of the most devastating things is if you really love human contact and one of your 
love languages is touch that if you're not getting it, your body is going to feel incredibly sad. So you can touch yourself. That's one reaction for sure. Stimulate your own nipples, masturbate all you like. There is something super valuable about the touch of other people though, right? So again, if people are not around animals, petting a cat or a dog is great. My mom is not a fan of human beings, but she has wild cats, uh, feral, as you would think, but they just saunter into her house in one door and they saunter out the other door and they do like no damage. They just like try and own her house and they'll let her pet her pet them. So her, her contact, her oxytocin gets released through touch of animals and um, probably the one place where she really feels like um, that kind of, a connection. Although we are body workers, my mom and I both do body work and energy work. So part of our work is to touch people. So she gets that also through that. Now, if you are somebody who doesn't like touching people, you never touch people and your body is happy, that's awesome. But if you are somebody who doesn't like touching people or you don't like hugs and your body isn't very happy, maybe it would be cool to find something that you could add to your life. Maybe some, maybe learning some body work, maybe learning massage, maybe learning like reflexology or somewhere you can connect with the body. And that way you can get your, your touch in. You can gift it, you can receive it, and it can be in your terms. So we have so many different ways of doing this. It doesn't have to be sex. So that's the main thing I wanted to say is like oxytocin doesn't have to be from an orgasm. It just happens that it does come out through orgasms it does come out through labor does come out through sperm movement but those aren't the only ways there are so many other ways that we don't even know yet because we don't even know the scope of it do you know that we don't know the scope of pretty much uh we we absolutely don't even know the scope of our own brains we don't even know what they're capable of we don't even really fully understand how these things are creating thought or are they or what's happening we don't, we don't actually have a lot of understanding of human physiology and anatomy. And frankly, it changes every few years. It gives us more information and we get updated and we get more. There's always a learning process, right? Um, I read somewhere about like everything about science changes every 10 years. You, if whatever you learned 10 years ago is probably not valid today. And uh, for the most part, that's probably quite true. And there's always new information coming out. For example, uh, prior to the 1990s, we didn't really know about oxytocin. We just knew something was going on in bodies. We didn't really get it. We didn't have a name for it. So, and then there was something. We knew that people felt good. There were studies done in the 19, early 1900s, late 1800s, but we didn't really have like names for it or identify where it came from or how it got triggered. We just kind of had some vagueness, right? There's always more information. So I'm actually curious to see in like five years, if I still have a show and I'm talking about oxytocin again, what else are we going to know about it? What will we have figured out with this whole pandemic? How it affected people? How did lack of oxytocin affect people's health? We know that it's affecting people's mental health. We know that isolation does that. And if the bonding hormone is oxytocin, then the lack of bonding is going to create a lack of oxytocin. And that's creating things like depression in people, um, despondency, they're feeling lethargic, they're feeling unmotivated. It's creating a lot of stuff. 
Now, I don't think we even know the scope of the detriment of not having contact with each other. We're probably not even going to figure out the grand total of losses and damages on the lack of contact with other human beings. We're not going to know that scope for many years as people will start to talk about remember when it'll be like wartime stories remember when and it'll be like ptsd people like recovering from isolation time and uh, you know it's interesting because i i don't even think the governments of the world are aware of the impact that's having or they do and this is purposeful that's my interesting take yes i could go there but i won't fully go there because that would lead me on to a very different topic today. <laughs> but we know our bodies like it. And we know that the lack of it is creating something in us that is having us desire going out to create better relationships, to create relationships. It's like motivating. Like, I really want to go out. I really want to, I want to connect with people. And, and then we have these limitations put on us. So to me, it's kind of like having sex and being brought so close to the edge of orgasm and then the person pulls off on you. And you're like, oh my God, uh, almost there, right? And so your body is left kind of unsatisfied. It's like having a congestion in your body, uh, energetic congestion, an emotional congestion. There's congestion. Now, isn't it ironic that COVID is a congestion of the lungs? We've got congestion happening here. And there's so many things that are occurring that would have us feel this energetic congestion going on. So lack of connection, lack of all kinds of things, lack of um, being able to actually bond with people uh, creates like a stifled energy and you can't breathe when you're stifled, right? So just think about that for a second, just as a concept, just think about it. Is it possible that we are actually creating this stifledness and what can we do to change it? can we change it? So for me in my life, I know that I can change it by having um, cuddles with my daughter. Uh, we have wild cats too that I can pet, random wild animals that we have running around. I've got a husband who's a cuddler. I've got clients who come in who are coming in for body work, so they get touch. And it's interesting too, because there are people who are in relationships right now who are finding that even though they're like living with their partner, there's not a lot of touch going on. Somehow we've created these restrictions in our own homes as well. It's like people have decided not to connect. They're just like totally disconnecting during this uh, pandemic. So it's weird. Let's figure out how we can reconnect though. Let's get to that. So we'll talk about that more. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica 
every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So, just before I went to break, I was talking about how even um, I've been discussing with like couples and noticing some trends going on that even though people are in relationships, some of them are not even having contact with each other, even though they're living maybe in the same home. Um, They're kind of abiding by these separation rules of six feet away. And it's creating a bit of a muck in relationships. There is a pretty funny episode of This Hour Has 22 Minutes. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. And in it, they had a, a little, I mean, they, ha- they make a mockery of everything, which is uh, the greatest. And uh, it's a very satirical show on CBC. And one of the um, skits they had was a couple sitting in bed Uh, during COVID and they're just like staring at their phones. I can't remember what the commercial was for, but I I looked at that and I was like, yeah, this is such a testament to what's going on right now is that, you know, nobody has the energy to connect. Everybody's lethargic. There is no desire to even be with the person that you're in a relationship with. So even people who are isolated on their own, they're not really having that much of a different experience than people who are in relationships um, in homes with people, because for some reason we've all decided to avoid each other. So what are we really avoiding? And I would encourage you, if you are in a relationship, to start having some discussions with your partner, if you find this is going on and start to ask, you know, just ask for some, as much as you're in the home together all the time, ask to have a date. So I was actually inspired by a friend of mine on social media who uh, a month or two ago, she was celebrating her birthday and usually she would travel with her lover. They would go to somewhere like an island for their birthdays and they would celebrate and they couldn't this year. So instead, her lover husband set up this incredible island getaway in their living room. And that to me is such a great example of how you can be playful in your relationship and create something different so that you're having an experience, an experience night. So find ways to have like an experience night. Now, if you're in an area like right now, the area I live in is we're actually in the green zone. So, you know, finding ways to connect in the green zone um, is a lot easier than other areas that are in the gray zones or in the more limited areas. And um, I think what one of the targets to do is to look at what is fun for both of you, right? So your target would be maybe to go for a walk in a park, to go to the movies if they're open, to go to dinner. Find something that you can both like enjoy and connect on. Just go on a freaking date. That's what I'm encouraging you to do. Bring it back to like where life was fun. Now, if you're in the like the gray zone and you can't leave your home, turn your home into the oasis and have fun with that. 
you know, if you've got kids and they're kind of in your space and in your face, then you're going to set them up in their own play zone and you're going to set yourself up in your own play zone. So your kids can go in their room and have a play zone. You set them up with the popcorn and the movies and the games. They're having their party and you go have your party. So um, like in my home, I've got one kid and she's, you know, in order to have her have a party, we have to have other kids over. And we do have kids in our circle that we have over so that she doesn't have to be bored out of her wits. And uh, so there's ways, guys, you can always get creative there. You don't have to like suffer and die. And if you are single alone and looking for touch, reach out. There are lots of people and ways to get touch. There are masseuses that are open. There are chiropractors, energy workers. I'm open and find people that will offer you touch. And if you want uh, something deeper, then start to develop what it is you would like in a relationship so you can go out and seek for that. Because a lot of times, you know, when you just get lonely, you forget that you actually have a choice and you can go and search and, and figure out who it is you'd like to be with. But there's lots of shows I've done on dating. So look at those and figure out what works for you in terms of dating and what you would like to do. I've actually got some shows lined up for the next week. And for the life of me, I can't remember what I sent in right now. Uh, so I would love to tell you what I've got lined up if I could remember it. But I know I've got some pretty fun topics. I know one of my topics is going to be about erections. And that's in two weeks. And Next week, what am I talking about? Don't remember, but I'm sure it's going to be good. So I think what you need to do is, um, oh, this is really fun. So somebody in the chat room said that he, uh, he reached out and he did a swap with the mother um, with the mother of his kids. Well, that's sweet. So that's awesome. <laughs> so his, his baby mama, he had a little swap, an energy swap, and everybody can do that. You know, I think if not now when right and this is just a really good example of a time in the world that we need to reach out so so start doing it so ah right so next week um a my, my next week's show is actually dedicated to a different friend of mine um estrogen and eroticism we're going to be looking at how estrogen i'm not a hormone a uh, little bit of a hormone thing here we're going to look at how estrogen affects your desires as you age and change and you know from puberty to like past menopause how does estrogen affect you and how does it affect your sex drive because it has a massive impact it also has an impact on the lining of your of your vagina has an impact on how driven you feel it has an impact on so many things so um, your wetness levels and your turn on levels and all of that good stuff. So we will be talking about all that fun stuff next week and figure out some ways to get all that healthy and happy again. If there's a topic that you're interested in and you have no idea or you haven't heard anybody talk about it, send me a question. So to the person who asked for wrestling, I know I didn't really talk about wrestling that much, but really we know that wrestling is close contact, close quarters, all about the heat, the contact, the touch, and the oxytocin coming in. So stay tuned in because that's what we do and turned on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on 
and tuned in to your body.